Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is 2.09 Sunday, Wisconsin time. Hope everybody's doing well, and you had a great Halloween, and you had a great weekend, and a great week. Whatever you're doing, I hope you had a great time. Halloween went really well for me. I scared a couple of the kids. And I did put what I was wearing on Halloween on my Facebook page at Wisconsin that scares other supernatural. Check it out, man. That's me. So if you have any pictures you want to share, feel free to. You can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com. Feel free to. I have to say, this is my second recording. The first time I did this, I did the whole freaking thing, 34 minutes into it. I went to save, and for every reason, it wouldn't save. It went to draft, and I couldn't freaking get it back to publish. So this is my second attempt. We'll see. Anyways, me and Amanda did go on the haunted golf course ride, and you guys... We had so much fun. We laughed so hard. The monsters did such a great job. They took the golf course cart all the way around the golf course. It was so much fun. It was so dark and freaking creepy. I got scared so many times those monsters could be sat in the back of the cart. Absolutely fucking blast. We laughed and we cried because we were laughing so hard. I was screaming and the man was laughing because I was screaming so much. Because they they did a very good job. Very like, kind of like... They get you when you weren't expecting kind of stuff. And she was laughing. They actually spooked her once. They got her once, which is funny because she never jumps, right? It was so much fun. We're definitely going to go back next year. And yes, I am home. I don't feel like being outside because I did all my errands this morning, grocery shopping and all that. I'm done. <clears throat> Maybe going out for dinner in a little bit. We'll see. Apologize. I got this dryness in my throat. And I keep drinking my Dunkin' because you guys know I'm a Dunkin' addict, right? Right. Um, anyways, I keep drinking that and it's still kind of dry. So again, this is my second attempt at this podcast. God dang it. Better go through. It was a long one. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't long, but with me talking, that takes up a good few minutes. But you guys know you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. Put podcast in the subject field. Wisconsin investigators of the supernatural. Like our page if you if you like, of course, never required. Just you know, if you're Facebookers, you can instant message me there. You can also catch me in the chat um, on the haunted side on Friday nights. Usually I'm in chat. I'm a moderator. So come over and say hi. Tuesdays is iffy, but he goes live on Tuesdays and Fridays. He'll always drop a new episode usually. He's just a, he's just a, a cool guy. <clears throat> so anyways, um, I did hear a noise in the kitchen the other night. I have no idea what it was. I went back to check it out. I couldn't find anything. It almost sounded like something popped. There was nothing in the kitchen. So my house has been kind of making noises-ish. Nothing drastic. Um, but just kind of like, what was that? I don't know. And um, what else? I did some candle magic the other night. Excuse me. So we'll see how that goes. What else? Uh, today I'm going to change it up a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not going to do a ghost story. Because I like to switch it up a little bit. But you know how... Um, I don't know, maybe about a year ago or so, or so, <laughs> I did um, a podcast on, you know, those ghost games you could play, the card games and the, the elevator thing and all that. And it's absolutely hysterical because they actually made movies about those. That's I've watched one. It was okay. The other one I watched was, was better. So today I'm like, I'm going to go online and see if I can find any new er games that I've never heard of. I found a couple 
actually a few. So let's see how this goes. Again, I apologize. It's my second time doing this podcast today. So I have to be honest with you guys. I have read the stories, you know, the, the, um, what do you want to call them? Ghost games? So I already know what I'm reading, but normally, you know, I like to do this raw and I don't like to pre-read shit so that my reactions are real, right? And I don't have to fake like, oh my God, you know, mm, I don't do that. I'm trying to think if anything else is new going on. Nothing new. No, nothing new. So me and Amanda are still planning to go to uh, Jefferson, Missouri for the penitentiary there in Missouri next year. Again, that's pending on dates and when they allow because they're done for this year and the lady said to wait for february to come around so we're waiting all right here we go let's see how this goes okay so the first one i'll read the last one i read well how do i do this out of three stories the last one that i read last i'll read first this time around okay because it's a little longer and I hope the gosh this freaking uh, post because I'm gonna be like, <laughs> anyways, you guys. Maybe it's because I'm reading these stories and the phone's like, Mm-mm. my phone did act weird the other day though. It literally went black on me, just black. I'm like, uh, hello, and then it finally relit. Um, if you guys want to get a kick out of some people, check out the Meta Psychics. They're called M E T A. P-H-Y-S-I-S-Y-C-K-I-C-K-S, Metapsychics. Two young girls, uh, they're they're new, well, they're not new, but they're tarot reader psychics. Give them a look, a sh- <laughs> watch them on Facebook and um, YouTube. All right, so this story is called Hide and Seek. Now, Hide and Seek Alone is a scary Japanese game in which you play a dangerous game of cat and mouse with a possessed doll. This game is also known as Hitori Kaka Urenbo. I said that wrong, I'm sorry. One man or one man hide or seek one man tag. It's a very dangerous game. We recommend that you do not play this game at all. Well then why the hell did you even put it on here? Good, right? Now to play this hide and seek alone, you need a stuffed doll. It must have arms and like a doll, right? A bag of uncooked rice, enough to fill the doll. A needle and crimson thread. Crimson's like red, right? And a sharp knife and a cup of salt. You will also need to choose a small room or closet, which which will be your hiding place. There's a few steps involved. You guys write this down. Step one, cut open the doll and remove the stuffing. Fill the doll with uncooked rice. This is believed to attract spirits as uncooked rice, which is true. I've also heard that if you put rice in front of your door and all that, it will prevent evil spirits. Two, clip your fingernails and put them inside the doll. This will bind the doll to you. You guys don't have to just use fingernails, fingernail clippings. You can use a piece of hair. You can use like an eyelash that may have fallen off. It's on your cheek. Something of you, of your body to put inside the doll. That part is true. Three, sew the doll up with the crimson thread. Then tie up the doll with the rest of the thread. The, the, the crimson represents blood. You guys, if you really want to, you can maybe take a piece of your hair, sew it with the thread. If you really want to get into it, you can prick your finger, put a little blood on the thread. If you really want to do it, do it. Make it pop it. Make it a voodoo doll. It's kind of what you're doing here. They just don't say that. Four, fill the bathtub with water. It does not say how much water, though, so I'd say maybe an inch. 
Five, place a cup of salt water inside your hiding place. Cup of salt water. Okay. Six, choose the name of your doll. Let's call her... Uh, Imogene? Imogene. Okay. That popped in my head. Imogene. At 3 a.m., go to the bathroom, pick up the doll, and say three times your your doll's name. Imogene, Imogene, Imogene is the first it. Step eight. Place it on the bathtub. Take the knife with you and go around the house, turning off all the lights. Switch on the TV and leave it on the static white noise channel. The only thing is, you guys, new TVs don't even have that option anymore. The old ones, I think if you put it between channel 2 and 4, channel 3, you get that white static. And then you get the, um, dang, I'm still drawing a blank on what that's called. ITC, I think it's called, where you can hear noises coming through the static. And you can actually see things. Yeah, but you can't do that anymore with the new TV, so I don't... Maybe find a radio station that just has static on it instead. All right, uh, what else? Go back to your hiding place, close your eyes, and count to 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. Step 10, return to the bathroom with the knife in your hand. Step 11, say, I found you, and then you say, emoji, emoji, and then stab the doll with the knife. Yikes. Step 12, say three times now the doll's name. Emoji, 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 is it? And put the doll and the knife back in the bathtub. 13, immediately run back to your hiding place and wait. At this point, you may hear the pitter-patter of tiny feet. If the doll is close, you will hear the white noise on the TV change. Apart from the sound of footsteps and things being moved around, some people have reported uh, smelling horrible smells, drastic changes in temperature, and the TV suddenly switching off or the volume changing dramatically. Some have even reported the sensation of being touched or pulled on. If at any time you feel the doll is about to find you, end the game. To end the game, take a mouthful of salt water in your mouth. I don't know why they had to say that twice. Don't swallow it. It's disgusting. It'll give you an upset tummy. Get out of the hiding place and start looking for the doll with your mouthful of salt water. The doll is not necessarily in the bathroom. Why would it be in the bathroom? You were in the bathroom. Anyways, it could be anywhere. Whatever happens, do not spit out the salt water until you find the doll. When you find the doll, pour the rest of the salt water in the cup. What? When you find it, pour the rest of the salt water in the cup over it. Then spit the salt uh, salt water in your mouth over it as well. Say three times, I win, I win, I win. And cut off the crimson thread. This is supposed to free the spirit and end the ritual. After this, make sure you dry the doll and burn or discard it later. Just don't swallow salt water, guys. It tastes nasty. Rules. One, do not stop the ritual halfway through. You must do it through to the end. Step two, do not go outside of the house. Step three, do not play this game for more than two hours or the spirit will become too powerful and will not leave the doll. (coughs) Excuse me. Step four, you must be alone in the house when you play. You can play with friends, but if there's someone in the house who is not playing, well, they'll be in mortal danger if the doll finds them instead. Mortal danger. When you are returning to your hiding place, do not look behind you. You must turn off all the lights and keep very quiet and hiding while hiding. Do not leave your hiding place without salt water in your mouth. The doll will still be searching for you. If you're religious, take a symbol to protect you. This is a very dangerous ritual, and we advise you not to try it. We will not be responsible for what happens to you if you try it. If you mistake, if you make a mistake, you could wind up stabbed or death. 
to death or possessed by an evil spirit. Hmm. I see. All righty then. That's hide and seek, you guys. Mm-hmm. The next one is called The Hosting Game. This hosting game is a scary, scary paranormal game. Ghost game. The object of the game is to summon three, summon three ghosts. <clears throat> Excuse me again. To play the hosting game, you will need three matches, a clock, a watch would be fine, you guys, or your phone, a pen or pencil, and a sheet of paper. You will also need to be alone in the house. Caution. We advise you do not play this game as it could result in something very bad happening. But they don't say what. Makes you want to do it even more, doesn't it? Preparations. Select one room in your house. The room must be small, em- small empty. <laughs> the room must be small and empty. No, 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 no. The room must be small, empty room with no windows. Whatever. It could be a closet, a bathroom, or any other type of room. This is called the hosting room. I would recommend a closet because most bathrooms have windows, right? If you cannot find a room with no windows, you can use a room that has windows, but you must block the windows somehow. No light should be able to get through into the room. Step one. Turn off all sources of noises, TV, phones, computers, electrical, gadgets, etc. Step two. Wait until it's dark outside. Turn off the light in the house except for the light in the hosting room. Leave that one on. If there's no bulb, no light bulb in the hosting room, you can use a candle or a flashlight. Leave the pen and paper and clock in the hosting room. If you guys use a candle, please use a tapered candle. Don't use a, uh, I mean, don't use a tapered candle. Use a tea light, one that has its own enclosure, okay? Just, I shouldn't have to tell you that, but you never know. Three, now the game can begin. Go to the furthest point of your your house from the hosting room. Walk from room to room, making your way back to the hosting room. In each room you pass through, stop and call out, I'll be ready soon. Four, when you go to the hosting room, take the sheet of paper and write the following on it. You are invited to a gathering hosted by Patty. It takes place at 12 a.m. here. Bring your friends. Place a sheet of paper on the floor in the middle of the room. Step five, stand in the doorway facing into the hosting room and say, I'm ready. You may come in. Step six, turn off all the lights, turn around and walk out. Stand outside the doorway with your back doorway with your back turned to the hosting room. Step seven, take out three matches and hold them in your hand. Count out loud from one to ten. At ten, strike the first match. If the match lights on the first strike, say out loud, I'm glad to see you and thank you for coming. If the match does not light on the first strike, drop it and immediately proceed to the second step. Next step. Step eight. Strike the match. If the match lights on the first strike, say out loud, I'm glad to see you and thank you for coming. If the match does not light on the first strike, drop it and immediately proceed to the next step. Step nine. Strike the third match. If the match lights on the first strike, say out loud, I'm glad to see you and thank you for coming. If the match does not light on the first strike, this is very bad. It means you have an uninvited guest. Do not turn around, run immediately to the nearest light source, and turn it on. The party is over. If the third match lit on the first strike, stand very still and listen carefully. You will hear faint voices or whispering behind you. Do not turn around. To end the hosting game, say out loud, thank you for coming and goodbye. Then walk to the nearest light source and turn it on. The game is over. Your guests are gone. Right. 
That's like using a freaking Ouija board. You know, it was cute. <laughs> that one I would try. That one seems simple. Not a lot of, not a lot of uh, work involved. You know what I mean? What are we doing here? 16. Da, da, da. All right. So the next one. Little Finger. The Little Finger is a scary game from Japan about a strange dream. That's my stomach if you hear noises. This is a Japanese urban legend and is said that only children or teenagers can experience this dream. We have a picture of a finger on it. Okay. Anyways, the Little Finger is a very dangerous game. You may want to think twice before playing the, before you play this. But in order to play this game, there's no complication of rituals to perform, no candles to light, no strange chants to repeat. All you have to do is read the following story. Important note, if you do not want to play this game, stop reading now. Mm-hmm. I'm brave. What can I say? Here we go. This story, this is a story of a dream. Ready? <clears throat> Good. Get comfortable here. That's yeah, my futon creaking. <laughs> All right. In the dream, you are standing by a riverbank. Thick fog hangs over everything. You see an old woman crouching next to a gate. She is desperately looking for something rummaging through the tall grass. What are you looking for? You ask. The old woman turns around and says, I'm looking for a little finger, she replies. She holds out her left hand and sure enough, the little finger is missing. Let's say her pinky finger, you guys. Can you help me look for it? She asks. You have to say yes. And when you do, the search of little finger begins. You have to find her little finger because if you don't, you'll never be able to wake up again. Now that you've read this story, you will have bad dreams within the next seven days. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Scary, I know, right? I know, it's got you on your knee. I know, right? Give you gave me chills, didn't it? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How to see a ghost. I didn't read this one before. How to see a ghost is a scary game or ritual from Japan allows you to catch a sight of a real spirit of the dead. You can play this game on your own and find out if you have the ability to see dead people. Don't blame me if you discover your house is haunted. How to see a ghost. Here are the instructions. Step one, you must be alone in the house. Find a quiet place. You could sit down in a chair or lie on a bed. You lie down, you're going to fall asleep, I would think, right? Two, excuse me. Close your eyes and visualize the house where you're born and raised. Okay. Step three, imagine you're standing outside the house at the front door. Open the door and walk into the house. Step five. Now go back, retracing your step, steps in an, ant, in an anti-clockwise direction, closing the windows one by anti. What the hell is anti-clockwise? I don't know what anti-clockwise means. Closing the windows one by one. It sounds like a meditation, you guys, to be honest with you. Leave the house via the front door and open your eyes. Don't continue reading this unless you complete all the steps above. Now here's the question. While you were walking around the house in your imagination, did you notice any strange figures lurking in any of the rooms? The strange figure you saw was a ghost. You, That's it. <laughs> what? What? That, what? Hey. Well, that was lame. Well, that's silly. <laughs> that was it yeah oh, okay actually like i said it sounds like more of a meditation where you you're in a room and you have like say 12 windows and you're closing the windows one by one and by the time you get down to one you fall asleep 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Red man. Answer man. White kimono. Dry bone. Six murders. Black mirror. Love me game. Uh, sleepover games. Halloween games. Scary games. It's What is this one? What is the answer man? The answer man is an urban legend about the game that is played by kids in Japan. What's big about Japan? They say the game can invoke an evil spirit that will answer any question put to it. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Here we go. I'll do this one quickly. The answer man is a legend that's been circulating among Japanese kids for over 10 years. It's not that long. It is sometimes known as the phantom of the answer or the answer phantom. To play the game, you need 10 people with 10 mobile phones. Gather 10 people in a loose circle versus tight. Each person must have a number of the person to each person must have the number of the person to their left on their phone. Okay, got it. Step two. On the count of three, each person presses the call button to call the person on their left. Got it. Okay. Step three. Everyone puts their phone in their ear and listen. You don't put your phone Oh, put your phone to their ear. I said in their ear. To their ear and listens. Because everyone calling everyone else at the same time, a lot of the phones should be busy. Nobody should receive an answer. Well, that's kind of interesting. It would ring. It would go to voicemail. Huh? However, what will happen is that one person will find that their call is mysteriously answered and they will hear the voice of another on the other end. This is the answer man. When you are on the phone with an answer, the answer man, you can ask him anything. He will answer whatever question you put to him. However, after he gives you the answer, he will have another question for you. They say that if you answer his question incorrectly or are unable to give an answer, a large gnarled hand will appear from the phone and tear off a piece of your body. According to legend, the answer man is the ghost of a child who was born severely deformed. When he was born, he had no arms, legs, or torso. He was just a head. Ever since his death, his ghost has been trying to become a complete human being by collecting their body parts of others. All right. That was a good one. That's more of a ghost story than a ghost game. But, okay, so, like, let's back up. So, if you literally do this, you guys, and you're sitting in a room of, like, say, four, five people. I call Bill, Bill calls Joe, Joe calls Tommy, Tommy calls, and Tommy calls me. If we're calling all each other, we don't doesn't make sense it's not gonna be busy because we're all calling each other so it'll ring oh poo that doesn't make sense hmm no no that doesn't make sense again it's a cute little cute little story um (laughs) interesting how these uh urban legends begin right the black mirror i read on the prior podcast i didn't record or didn't save it was just stuck in draft this one's basically, I'll sum it up, it's um, a scrying mirror. And what they say is um, you can use a mirror and a candle and you should be able to possibly contact a spirit or a ghost, um, depending on where you are. And obviously, just like anything else, be respectful to the spirit. Say your goodbyes, thank them for visiting, so that way they can't come through the mirror, okay? The black mirror is a method of contacting a ghost. The game is really simple to play. All you need is a mirror, a dark room, a comfortable chair, and a dim light bulb or candle. Find the dark room, sit in a comfortable position. Make sure there's no reflection on the mirror. Light the candle, turn the lights, uh, basically turn off your lights. Light the candle in the dark room at night. Place a chair in front, and you're basically staring into the mirror, okay? 
Relax and gaze deeply into the mirror. Think of a dead person you want to see. Don't think about anything else. Just clear your mind and concentrate on only one person you're trying to contact and that person only. The spirit of the dead person should appear to you. Just be patient. That's it. They don't talk about how to seal it, how to close it, how to say goodbye. <coughs> Excuse me, nothing like that. Which, me being a paranormal investigator and being a a witch of sorts, um, you're trying to contact someone from the other side and they're willing to come forward. Thank them for coming forward and thanking them to communicate with you is such a good idea, you guys. It's almost like you knocking... How do I even put that into where it makes sense? Like... It's almost like helping somebody other at the grocery store. Like, say somebody drops their groceries and you pick it up and you give it to them and they don't say anything and just walk away. It's like, I was trying to help. At least you could just say thank you. It's something like that. You know what I mean? Just, like, be respectful. So, uh, Candle Magic, I think I mentioned before. I don't remember now. That's my source. That's my go-to is Candle Magic. I don't really do tarot very often. I have tarot decks. I have, um, <coughs> excuse me, tarot. And I have... The other deck, I'm drawing a blank on it. It's It doesn't have as many cards as the tarot deck. Why am I drawing a blank on that? Anyways, I've got a couple of those. But again, candle magic is my thing. Um, you can take almost technically any candle. White is usually preferred. But I have all different candles. I've got red, yellow, white, silver, purple. Gold is for money usually. Green is usually for money and peaceful. That kind of thing. You can... Like I've said before, you can etch your name into it, you know, whatever you want to say. But if you're using these taper candles, be very cautious. They burn really quick usually. So have it in a safe candle holder so they don't tip over because they're very thin. You know, these candles are not thick. They're very thin. They burn pretty quick. Or like I mentioned before in the other podcast, you can use a tea light, 100% safer. They burn down in like, what, less than an hour? So that way you don't have to sit there and like, oh, God, we have this whole thing to burn out, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah. Regard, regarding scrying is another way of uh, psychics and mediums are able to see spirits. They can see somebody who wants to leave a message, that kind of thing. Not all psychics like to go that route. For whatever reason, I guess it freaks them out. I did watch that show 28 Days Haunted, I think it's called. And I know Aaron Thompson and Shane Pittman. I met him. Yeah, it's on Netflix. But... It was okay. It was it was alright. Um, I don't know if I'd... It was good. I mean, I, the way they made it sound is like they're going to do it again. But the guy who created it is Ed and Lorraine Warren's son-in-law. So, it sounds like they're going to come back with another series again. But different, different paranormal investigators. And they have to stay in this one. It's <clears throat> three, six, nine people usually get broken up into groups of three. And they go to an anonymous place. They don't know where they're going. And they're stuck in this haunted location for 28 days. And Ed and Lorraine warned before they passed had this theory that they never got to test. That it'll take 28 days to become psychically in tuned to spirits. Or actually see the actual activity and, and become more in tune with the spirits. That's something that apparently that they wanted to... Um, experiment with but both have passed before that obviously her husband passed for her and all that so their son-in-law i believe that's who he is is doing this now it's called 28 most haunted days <laughs> it's on netflix so that sounds like they're going to come back i'm wondering who the next group of paranormal investigators are probably working on right now 
And these places that they mention, I'd never heard of before. And to me, that's the best kind. There's places I've never heard of before, but they're really haunted. And I guarantee you, after this, that aired, the three places that the, the, the three places that these paranormal investigators see it at, it's probably gonna be being knocked. Their doors are gonna be freaking and ring. Their phones are gonna be ringing off the hook for people to investigate. So, one of the the places was um, uh, uh, <laughs> like a mini grocery store. It's the best way I can describe it. That place was crazy haunted. There's only I do have a couple. I'm still kind of skeptical on a couple things. It's like vase flew off the shelf. And I don't know, you guys, why that vase? Why was it glass vase? Is it, I mean, was it part of the, was it real? Why did they choose a glass vase? So that when it hit the floor, you can really hear it when it cracks. You know, that one, I'm, I have to say, I'm not 100% sold on all of these, the investigations, okay? I'm just, something didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. Something was off. So that's something to check out if you want to. Um, I do watch Ghost Hunters. I watch Saturdays. It was kind of cool because Chris Williams is on Instagram. And you can subscribe to her like $5 a month or something. And she'll sit there and live chat with you. It's really cool. So she's a very nice person. Obviously, you know, I met her. I met Justin Perry. Justin Perry. So anyways, you guys, I think I've babbled on long enough. Thank you so much for taking 29 minutes out of your day to listen to this crazy-ass podcast. Thank you for all you new podcast listeners. I really appreciate it. You can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i at gmail.com. Put podcasts in the subject field. Instant message me on Facebook. Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. In the message field, put down podcast. If you guys want to really communicate with me, if you have your own stories, don't be bashful. I'll share it and I'll do the best I can not to stumble. But again, you know, it's a... Ooh, tummy. It's a raw podcast. I just sit here and shoot the shit with you guys and try to find decent stories and fun stories i thought those games were pretty funny they're cute they're funny and they don't tell you how to end some so you just kind of like okay i invited this thing in my room now what do i do you know all right you guys 30 minutes exactly so you guys have a wonderful work week next sunday looks good for me to do another podcast if you have a story in the meantime that you want to hear let me know okay so you guys all take care have a wonderful work week vacation retirement whatever is it you guys are doing in your life have a good one y'all take care thank you so much for listening to my podcast it means so much to me you have no idea you guys all take care this is mrs paranormal signing off